Welcome to Valley Lights Church Online. This morning, uh, Sunday, at our live gathering in Santa Clarita, uh, we had a guest worship team from our sending church. We uh, were a new church, got started a few months ago, and our sending church is from Riverside. And uh, one of the young guys on the team, actually the worship leader of the team, his name is Gabe, and uh, he, the fun thing for me is that this guy was in my youth group when I was a youth pastor there, a student pastor at, at a OCC, which is our sending church. And so now it's fun to have him come back and help us out. You know, there's this awesome reciprocating relationship where uh, he's helping us out and brought some of his other family members to join us as well. And uh, I, wa- I just wanted to actually take a minute to give a bigger context of who we are as a church and where we're coming from. Um, and, and this is a good launching point for a new message series that we're going to start called, Who Are My Peeps? <laughs> who Are My People? Uh, because who we spend time with, the people that we have relationships with, really impacts life quite a lot. And uh, so this week we're going to look at the tremendous value of uh, a spiritual family. Next week we'll look at the value of bi- the biological family that God has placed us in. And so the, uh, this young man, Gabe, um, he's part of the De La Rosa family, and the De La Rosas have been a steady part of guidance in the process of starting this new church because his dad was the pastor <laughs> of the church I was at where I was on staff as, um, as one of the associate pastors. And so um, here's a picture of the De La Rosas and us, my family, at Topper's Pizza, which is a favorite restaurant of mine. And so when God confirmed Santa Clarita as the location for this new church to start, we uh, all took a trip out together just to explore together. And uh, so in this picture, you can see um, my family and I, and then there's Gabe uh, sitting next to Josh and Erica, um, my pastor and his wife and their kids. So we had this fun trip out here. Um, another one of their sons, uh, Gavin, was uh, playing on, on the worship team as well. And here's another picture of Josh and Erica at our grand opening. So as the church... We Valley Lights, we had our grand opening in January, and it was outdoors in a park. And so they came to support and be with, there with us for that, which is really exciting. So Josh was my pastor for 14 years before we moved out here and got this church started. And it's had a real big impact on my life. I'll mention that again. But it's really been fun to have really their whole family be a support to us at various stages along the way. I'll show you one more photo. This is of... Um, a much larger group of people. This is numerous families and individuals and singles uh, from our sending church and other churches in our network who came to help us uh, distribute flyers as we were preparing to launch our church. And so this was a real, this picture is like, you know, shows a real big team effort. It was a little bit of a colder morning, which is hard to imagine right now in the middle of summer in Santa Clarita, but in many ways, the Della Rosa family and other people from OCC and our church network, really, they really have comprised this much larger spiritual family that we've felt like we've been a part of. And it really reminds me of a verse in the Bible written by a very caring church leader. Paul was writing to the Thessalonian church members, and he told them, We cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you'd become so dear to us. And uh, this, it reminds me, there's, there's this real sense of 
uh, closeness and affection and relationship coming out of this verse. And it reminds me of the many ways that our church family has opened up their homes, opened up their schedules, really their hearts uh, to me and Aaron and my kids. And uh, Josh continues to be a mentor for me. And over the past year, he's been driving out to meet with me every two weeks <laughs> um, for help and accountability and advice. And really the stability of our church now, if there is any, and my sanity has been maintained by in God through this relationship. God has, God has provided so much for me through, through um, Josh's mentorship. Over the years, I've been really grateful for strong relationships of all kinds. And we really need close, supportive friendships. There was one year before I had learned this that my wife Erin and I, we decided to celebrate Christmas together uh, by not seeing anybody. <laughs> we, we live out here in California and all of our families on the East Coast. And so it was a year that we were, there was not a lot of traveling happening. And we thought, well, why don't we just... Why don't we just do it in? We got Chinese takeout, so we didn't have to cook. And we, it, this, you know, this wasn't even a COVID year. We just decided to do this, and we thought it would be relaxing. Well, as the two of us looked at each other and ate our Chinese takeout on Christmas Day, we got very depressed and, and vowed never to spend Christmas without other people if we could help it. And it's because we love people. We love celebrating holidays with people and high moments and celebrations. We love are, and re are really grateful to walk through the low moments of life with people too and to hit, hit problems with people. What's extremely exciting to me is that tight bonds of friendship have already been forming at Valley Lights for getting close to a year now. And one of the really big reasons that we wanted to start a new church here is that godly relationships have been so life-changing that we were eager for more people to experience how good life can be with true biblical community. And in God's timing, we started the new church in the middle of COVID, a year with a lot of isolation, and it seemed like people were very hungry for relationships. But even before COVID, I think it's, uh, it may be the case that a lot of people are living fairly isolated lives anyway, which really can be easy to do, just to kind of keep to yourself and your own rhythms and routines and, and just kind of get narrow in your focus. That's really easy to do. And as a church, we really want to help people experience God, not only as individuals, but we want to help people experience God by experiencing God's people and life with God's people because you don't really get one without the other it's very rare that you would be able to experience God without experiencing God's people imagine a guy who wants to marry a girl but doesn't even want to be in your family <laughs> doesn't want to meet the in-laws generally if you get married you don't just marry a person you generally marry into a family and then there's all kinds of relationships that come along with it which are there for the rest of your life. <laughs> and that can be for the positive impact or there could be some negative along with that. I don't know if you ever heard the popular song, Rude. Uh, it's, uh, it's a song where the guy is singing and he's um, going to ask the dad if he can marry the daughter and the dad says no. And so the chorus is, why you gotta be so rude? I'm gonna marry that girl anyway. <laughs> and so he just does what he wants. And this heartwarming song won single of the year 
for, um, it's called the Juno Award in 2015. So apparently a lot of people really liked it. It is actually a really catchy song. But I don't know if that approach to life, just boxing people out, is going to set up decades of success in marriage and relationships. And actually, you might learn a lot about a potential spouse by meeting the family. You might learn a lot about a person by getting to know their parents or their upbringing. And in a much more positive sense, we can learn a lot more about God by getting around God's people. My understanding of God really has deepened by spending time with people who walk with Him. For example, I've, I have really felt God's forgiveness in a profound way when people have forgiven me. If I've been, I mean, there have been times when I've been real stuck, stuck up and arrogant and uh, pushy in a relationship and I've been forgiven. That's really profound. And I've really felt God's care for us when um, a friend from church helped us out when my family and I were locked out of our car in a parking lot at night. <laughs> I really felt God come through. And I've gained a vision for God's love for people and for the nations by teaming with other people to build churches and to do missions work together. I really have learned a lot about God and His heart by getting around His people. Really, the family of God. That's who I'm referring to. So if we, if we jump back to that verse in, in Thessalonians where it said, We cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives. You know, when Paul wrote that, he was saying, I, I, We didn't just share information. The gospel, meaning the good news, the really good news about Jesus and about salvation, we didn't just write it on a piece of paper and slide it across the table. No, we... We, there was like this experience of sharing life and seeing it lived out together. My guess is that you want to experience God in a meaningful way. That's probably why you're watching or listening right now. There's at least some part of you that wants to deepen your understanding of God and how He works. And I think that's going to happen if your relationships with God's family deepens. And the reason for that is life in Jesus comes with a big spiritual family. When we commit to following Jesus, it, it, it comes along with it a new family. We get a new set of peeps. <laughs> we get new people to relate to. And uh, in Ephesians, there's this an amazing, there's an amazing letter in the Bible that describes the spiritual realities for followers of Jesus. And in verse 2, 13, it says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who are far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And this is, this letter describes how we start out as enemies with God and enemy status because of our sin and that God sent His Son to die and shed His blood, which was a necessary payment enabling us to receive forgiveness and salvation. So we were far from God and now we can draw near to Him. And the result of becoming a genuine follower of Jesus, here's what it says in verse 19. So then, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints um, and members of God's household. There's that, that phrase that his household is this idea of God's family built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. So spiritually our starting place is without hope, without God, just totally out of place, out on our own. And the sacrifice of Jesus is that we can be warmly welcomed into his family. The next verse, it says, 
In him, the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together for God is dwelling in the spirit. So there's this idea of God's household, but it, it kind of turns into this imagery of a building that God is constructing something really good. So Jesus is the foundation and we, people, are the building materials. Actually, our unified relationships with each other are the building materials. And so God's household, his family, grows as people are brought in to his eternal family. God has the ability to create an instant finished product, but it's happening over time as you and I and, and other believers are being put together. So look at this verse again. It says, In him the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the Spirit. So corporately, together as a big unit, we become God's dwelling place. This is incredible. So if you want to learn more about God on a deeper level, there's this unique experience of God dwelling among us that comes when we're functioning together. In fact, we can experience God together in a way that we cannot experience Him alone. And for me, the reality of God has been strengthened by being a part of a good church community. Um, and even more than that, being a part of a larger church network, like a, a grouping of churches. And so let me show you another photo of some structure for our church network. So we're a part of something that's a little bit bigger. And this is a picture of the 17.6 network. Um, so we're, we're actually, our church, Valley Lights, is a fourth generation church plant where one church started in 1978 in Fort Worth, Texas. A bunch of churches came out of that one, including one that landed in Diamond Bar, California. Um, my pastor Josh was trained up there and he started a church in Riverside, California. That's where I was trained up and grew in relationships and, and got uh, trained to be a pastor. And then we came out here to Santa Clarita. And um, some of these other churches have, have sprouted and branched out as well. So what's fun about this is um, these churches have pastors and groups of people that we regularly get time with. Uh, we get together for training and programs, for missions trips or fun gatherings. And it's a group of like-hearted, like-minded people. It's really like a big extended family. That's what it feels like to me <laughs> every time we get together, like a big extended family that's had the impact of, of providing some long-term stability. The founder and creator of this network, of this movement, uh, is, is still a mentor of mine. Uh, this is a picture of Harold Bullock and his wife, Deborah, with Aaron and I. And this couple has been in church ministry for a very long time. And Harold still makes time every time I call for help. <laughs> He'll pick up the phone and he's... He's like a spiritual grandfather in a sense. He's full of wisdom, and when I've asked for advice, he usually just tells it to me straight, even if it's not the easiest to hear. And um, it's 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 such a blessing for for me. And so, if you were to join Valley Lights, you you become a part of something with a rich spiritual heritage. At this stage, our church is relatively fragile. Um, there's you know, some testing that we've yet to go through, I think. But we are growing in rich soil with a lot of support. 
And so let me show you one more photo. This is a picture of my ordination council. And so this is a group of pastors and leaders, some businessmen, some professors, that a, lot, a bunch of men that have known me for years. And they met as a council to decide whether or not, as a group, they would affirm me to pastor a new church, which was kind of an intimidating gathering to be a part of. Um, intimidating in one sense, but uh, in the other sense, having relationships with them, I, uh, I did trust the group. But these men, so th and they did approve me, which is why we're here today. <laughs> but these, these are men that walk with God, and I really respect their opinions and I respect their faith. And the benefit of going through that process is their backing filled me with confidence to move forward in this project. Um, many of them over years have corrected me when I needed it. Many have encouraged me or challenged me, provided support. I've really experienced a lot about God through them. I've experienced God's guidance and help. I've experienced God's love and even His discipline through these men and, and many others not pictured. And it makes me think, where would I be in life without people like this? Or who would I be? Who, what kind of person would I become without a spiritual family like this? These are my peeps. <laughs> These are my people that have come to mean so much. Becoming a part of God's household has been a very good experience for me. In my spiritual journey, learning to walk with God, I've collected a large, rich spiritual family that really means a lot. And I, did, I didn't realize that would happen. Starting out when I decided to follow God, I didn't know that this would be one of the results. And it's over time, it's motivated Aaron and I and our team here at Valley Lights to find more people that are far from God and invite them into God's household. It's motivated us to share not only the gospel, but our very lives as well. And looking back at Ephesians 2.21, uh, there's this phrase, in him, that occurs that we read where, you know, in him, the whole building is, is growing in him. We're being built together. This reference that God is doing the work of building the household. The construction and the growth that's occurring, it's, it happens by God's power and it happens for his glory. It's, it's, he's the one that gets all the credit. So praise be to God who has allowed this church to start and to grow. A few months ago, we took a snapshot of Valley Lights Church on the last day that we had gathered in the park before we moved here, you know, to the Embassy Suites where we meet now. And here's the picture of it. This is a picture of, this is a slice of God's family. <laughs> a majority of people in this photo have committed to following Jesus Christ, but there's some who are considering it that haven't totally nailed it down, at least in the time of this picture. And that is the way that I like it. I pray that that continues through the life of our church, that we continue to have people coming to investigate what it's like to walk with God. And I really love this picture because I can see that God is building Valley Lights Church, and it's a picture of my peeps. And this is a picture of my people. And if you were to zoom in on it, which there's it's pretty good resolution, so you can get in there pretty pretty good, but m many of the people in this picture have a huge smile. I don't know if something funny happened right when the picture was being taken or what, but there's a lot of joy captured in this picture as we're gathered together, and I love that. 
it's a very special thing to find a good group of people to belong to. So finding a place to belong may be appealing to you. Uh, maybe it's something that you've been considering. Maybe you'd want to join God's spiritual family. The first aspect of doing that would be to draw near to God. Um, when we put our faith in Him, and we, when we entrust ourselves to God, and we, we commit to living for Him, we get a brand new life. We become a new creation. The Bible says we become a brand new person. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 is, um, we'll go back to Ephesians 2, it says, You are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it's, it's God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast. So getting to the point where we are part of God's family, welcomed in, it, it really is a gift. God is our creator, and he's the initiator. He took the very first step by sacrificing for us. And he even takes the initiative to stir our hearts, to create a desire for us to turn to him. And it's possible that maybe you felt that. Maybe you felt God pulling on your heart. A person might consider turning fully to God for a long time before they do that. And so I'd, I'd urge you, don't remain standing on the outside looking in. Step into the new life that he offers. And with all this talked about joining God's family, I, you might feel some hesitation. And I even have some hesitation encouraging the idea. And it's because I know that whether it's with biological family or church families, it's possible you've had damaging experiences with one or both. And uh, this concept of family, you might say, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to join God's family based on what I've experienced. And so knowing that, I've, I've had a gnawing concern about this message, knowing that that's a possibility, because I've also had damaging experiences with these different kinds of families. Not every biological family functions in a healthy way, and not every church functions in a healthy way. The amount of health is going to be directly tied to how carefully people follow the Bible. And, and not just how much they know it, but how much they live it out. And so much in life changed for me when I found a group of Christians who are very serious about living out the Bible in everyday life. Because of this, another aspect of joining God's family is to initiate, or to, I'm sorry, is to imitate the faith of godly people. Look at this command in Hebrews 13, 17, where it says, Remember your leaders who have spoken God's word to you. As you carefully observe the outcome of their lives, imitate their faith. So the encouragement here is not to just link up with anyone. If you're going to learn from somebody, look to see how life is playing out for them. Um, especially look for older, mature followers of Jesus. And if their lives are good, if their relationships are healthy, if their children are growing up well, turning out well, if their lives seem stable, um, if what they say lines up with how they live, those are the people to imitate. Our faith can deepen and our understanding of God can really grow as we see it lived out. And over the 14 years of being a part of a church at OCC in Riverside, the biggest impact in my life was imitating the faith of Josh, who was the pastor, but also my leader and mentor. He was, has been the biggest spiritual influence on me. He's a brother in Christ, uh, but also kind of like a spiritual father. And it wasn't always when he was just teaching me something. Sometimes I've learned from him and imitated him just when we're hanging out or spending time together or 
uh, our families are together. So the, this verse encourages us first to observe the lives of your leaders. And uh, this takes time and proximity. And we can even ask, how, how, can I, how can I get around more godly leaders? And then, after you've gotten around them, observe them, imitate their faith to do what they do. An additional benefit to this is that my kids get to observe the outcome of the lives of many people at church. And this is a huge benefit to us. I am so grateful that our kids have countless role models. At church, there's other men and women who are just as serious about walking with God as we are. And so we're not weird parents. <laughs> our kids, I don't think we'll grow up thinking that we're just complete weirdos because there's so many people that are living the way we're trying to live. And the faith of many in our spiritual family adds credibility to our parenting and my kids' understanding of who God is. And this, is, this really is a gift. And then finally, another aspect of joining God's family is to take action, to do the good works that God has prepared for you. And you can see how this is described in Ephesians 2, we'll go back there again, um, where it says, we are his workmanship, God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. We have been carefully constructed by God. We are his masterpiece, his workmanship. We do not make ourselves, and each of us is totally unique. God brought something new into being when we decide to follow him. We are newly, freshly created. And we're created for good works. Not for our own fun, our own pleasure. Our role in God's family isn't intended at all to be passive. Good things were prepared by God for us to do. Not just when we became Christians or before we were born, but before the foundation of the world. God had planned this out long before. So if you helped to volunteer at church, or if you say something kind to your spouse later, or if this team from OCC that came to help us out with worship, these good works are things that God planned and created long, long ago, which means he gets the credit, he gets the glory for the good things that are being built. So if you do good things, the good works, you get to participate in something much larger than your own life. And, and you begin to realize that God's got a pretty intricate master plan that he's been scheming. Not scheming in an underhanded way, but in an invisible way that is really hard to see sometimes. There's so much that he's building and working together, and we get to join in on that. So do you think that there's good works that God has planned for you to do? Is there maybe a step of involvement that he's waiting for you to take, that he's planned out long ago? Maybe there's a personal sacrifice that you need to make that would be a good work. I've shared a lot about different people in our lives and church relationships and dynamics, and I'm not totally sure if it's been easy to track with all of that. Uh, my goal, though, has been to paint a broad, large picture of God's spiritual family to show that it's living and that it's growing, that it's diverse and complex, and that it's really exciting to see a lot of people playing their parts that God has designed. I really want to cast vision for being a part of a bigger spiritual reality that goes far beyond just the routine of my everyday life. A year ago, Valley Lights was just a handful of people, and now it's grown significantly. It's incredible. And it's really exciting to think, where might we be next year? <laughs> How might we grow? And who might team with us? 
the very last book of the Bible called Revelation, we get a glimpse of what's in store for followers of Christ. The author describes a vision of our future in heaven, and he says in Revelation 7, After this I looked, and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language. This describes phenomenal diversity, and not just all the nations of the world that we know today, but all the nations throughout history, all gathered together, it says, which no one could number. So, a lot of them, you know, people as far as the eye can see. Seas and seas of people standing before the throne and before the Lamb, which is a reference to Jesus. They were clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. So much diversity, so much unity, and so many people. I think it's going to take all eternity to meet all of God's extended family. But that'll be pretty exciting. How exciting that God gives us a role to play now in building his kingdom and building his family. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much for welcoming us into your family and for paving the way. Jesus, you did that. You paid the price for us and you took the initiative. And I'm so grateful. I pray, Lord, that we would respond in gratitude and really pull in to your family. Uh, first, to glorify and give our honor to you, but to team with other brothers and sisters in Christ and to find strong bonds of unity and help and encouragement and opportunities to serve as we team together. I pray that we would recognize the good works that you've planned out for us to do and walk in them. And for those that are considering what it would be like to join your family. I pray that you would bring the clarity and the understanding and the motivation needed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.